Some three centuries before Christ's entry into Jerusalem, a conqueror paraded into the holy city. According to the chronicler Josephus, the conqueror didn't enter the city in the way conquerors before had, had entered. He didn't sick his men on the city to rape, pillage, and plunder. He didn't burn anything down. He didn't kill anyone. He entered the city peacefully to crowds cheering and waving, bringing his army behind him. He entered the temple and with the guidance and blessing of the high priest offered sacrifice to God. And he made promises of good and fair treatment to the local population, especially to those who would enlist in his army. That man was Alexander the Great. Alexander, the upstart Macedonian king, did the inconceivable by conquering much of the known world by his death in 323 BC at the age of 32. Yet it wasn't enough. Plutarch reports, Alexander wept when he heard Anaxarchus discourse about an infinite number of worlds, and when his friends inquired what ailed him. Is it not worthy of tears, he said, that when the number of worlds is infinite, we have not yet become lords of a single one? Christ, too, weeps in today's Gospel reading. But it isn't because of failed political ambition. Christ, the Lord of all the worlds, conqueror of sin, destroyer of death, weeps because the people of God can't see the things that make for peace. The people of Jerusalem don't come out to meet Jesus that day en masse as they did for Alexander. No high priest in ceremonial garb comes out to greet the king. No entourage of religious leaders, except maybe for a few Pharisees. The only people there, according to Luke's account, is the multitude of disciples, however many that is. Maybe it's 70 plus a group of women, like we hear in Luke 8 and Luke 10. Maybe it's a couple hundred. Whatever the size is, it's not the whole city coming out. It's a rather humble procession, a cult. Some clothes spread on the animal and on the road, some shouts of blessing, no huge crowds, no hosannas, no palms. No palms in Luke's gospel. Maybe we should wear, wave an article of clothing today instead. That would be more in keeping with today's gospel reading. The visitation from God goes more or less unrecognized. The usual idols, power, wealth, and status still hold sway. And so Christ the conqueror weeps just as he still weeps over us. 2,000 years later, we still can't recognize the things that make for peace. We can't seem to stop killing each other and ourselves in this country. Each half of the country seems to think that the other half is the spawn of Satan. We seem like the denizens of ancient Jerusalem hell-bent on our current path of destruction. As the psalmist says, How long, O Lord? How long is the hatred, the killing, the destruction going to continue? 
How long until we see how we're not only hurting others, we're also hurting ourselves? How long until we recognize those things that make for peace? It's at times like this that the words of Luther's small catechism ring in my ears with both comfort and challenge. The third petition of the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. What does this mean? In fact, God's good and gracious will comes about without our prayer. But we ask in this prayer that it may also come about in and among us. Without our prayer. Folks sometimes ask, What's the point of prayer if God's just going to do whatever God wants to do? Luther gives the answer right here. We know by faith and not by sight that God in Christ has redeemed the world. We know by faith that when Christ rode into Jerusalem on that colt, he rode in as a conqueror of all forces that seek to separate us from God even before he won the final victory on that Friday afternoon. And we know by faith that God has accomplished all this without our prayer, without our pleading, posturing, or petitioning. The victory is entirely God's. We have nothing to do with it at all. And yet, we human beings remain the last bastion of resistance. Every theologian worth her salt knows this and has emphasized how resurgent our sinfulness is, even after we're baptized and, and, and even after we, we're, we strive to live a life of faith. 20th century Swiss theologian Karl Barth even remarked that the rogue old Adam in us is an expert swimmer. We are the last of God's creatures who need to be conquered, who need to be brought in, into the image of Christ. But the conquest of Christ is not done by any weapons that we would recognize. Christ's implements of war are self-giving love, love that overflows from depths we can't begin to comprehend. It's a love that extends from Christ's destroyed hands and feet on the cross to people of every time and place. It's a love that shows us the lengths that God is willing to go to conquer our sinfulness, our intransigence, the old Adam and Eve within each of us, and bring us into the kingdom of God. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're praying that Christ's love would also become effectual, be done in us. In other words, we're praying that we would learn to stop fighting the will of God. That we would surrender. God's will shall be done in the world. Even though we can't sense the when or how of it. We pray that it would also be done in and among us. That as the disciples shouted blessing and praise, our whole lives would echo that praise. Such a life, life of faith, life lived in that kind of radical surrender can make folks nervous. 
When the disciples' joy overflowed into praise, several religious leaders, afraid of Roman reprisals, asked Jesus to make them shut up. Jesus wouldn't do that. They didn't get to determine how the people praised their triumphant king. Fear would not be allowed to displace Christ's conquering love. It would not be permitted to keep God's will from being done. And neither fear nor resistance can stop that will from being done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray then that God's same saving will would be done in and for us as well. Let's pray. Lord Christ, you won our salvation and conquered everything that separates us from you. Help us to surrender ourselves to your life-giving will. Amen.